0: Cliffcentral.com.
1: It's time for It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin, renowned psychologist, head of the anxiety and trauma clinic. If you had any issue in your life that you would like to bring to his attention and maybe get some free advice and some, it's it's essentially it's like um, really short form therapy as well. And uh, if mm. you want to do that, you can get hold of us. Contact at cliffcentral.com. So, I did an interview the other day with Glennis Horning about her son who took his own life, and it was a very difficult interview to do. Um, I thought she was extremely um, helpful in, in, in describing what it is like and, and how raw and, and difficult it has been for her in the two years since her son killed himself to deal with all the things she's dealing with. And I'm glad that we managed to speak to Glennis. but I got an email from Debbie, who said, wow, this interview left me numb. The sheer pain of losing a child is tangible from listening to Clinis, I'm a mom of two little kids, three and five years, and this topic scares the bejesus out of my husband and I. Right now, we're just focusing on trying to raise them not to be assholes. That's seriously our purpose in parenting. But the fear of being a helpless parent is terrifying. I wonder if this is something that Dr. Hanan could talk about, the balance of getting our kids to harden the hell up versus empathy on how they respond to the world around them. So let's bring Dr. Hanan on. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you?
2: Hey guys, how are you?
1: Good, very good. Um, I'm sure you heard the intro, and I've actually got Debbie here with us this morning too. Hey, Debbie, nice to see you. Morning,
0: everyone.
1: Morning. So good did morning. I did, you too. did I manage to articulate the uh, the situation well enough for you, Debbie, that you want to have Dr. Hanan give us some ideas of what that difficult tightrope walk is in parenting? Yeah, I'll prove-
0: Perfectly, um, it's it really is something that my husband and I speak about all the time. Is we just want our kids not to be assholes, um, because there are so many asshole kids around. And for me, the tough part is really kind of empathising with them in a in a world where it is tough. But also saying to them, you know what it's time to harden up.
1: Right. So
0: where is that balance? How do you strike that balance, especially in this? And that's what Gary said, like that, that Dennis Horning interview it really struck hard. Um, like, where do you know when to empathize? Are they anxious? Are they, um, or is it just about saying, you know what, life's tough and this is part of life. I know I, I get very little, so probably a bit of a hard stance to take. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what goes through our mind.
1: Hmm.
2: So, you know, um, raising children is probably the toughest job on planet Earth. And the reason why is because it's a constantly moving target in a constantly moving world and there are no rules and um, there's no manual to to doing this. You can't pick up a book on how to raise uh, healthy children, because the truth is, if you had to write that book, um, the book that you would pick up in 1970 would completely change to the book that you pick up in 1980 yeah. and 1990 and certainly today, post-pandemic or during during the pandemic. So because the rules keep on changing, the strategy has to keep on changing too. And what i like to advise all parents is that you must understand your kids are emotional human beings. They don't have the insight or the foresight to manage their lives. And I get a lot of pushbacks from uh, especially – the, the new age woke parents that kind of give their children free reign to do whatever they want because they believe the decision needs to come from the child. And I turn to these, mm-hmm. to these parents and I say, well, would you allow your child to your one-year-old to run into a swimming pool or to stick its finger into a plug or to touch a hot plate? And they go, of course not. Yeah. And I say exactly, because why wouldn't you? Well, because they don't have the foresight or insight of what's about to happen. So why would you allow them to make uh, these decisions when it comes to consequential things about their future? So then then the parents say to me, well, what should I be doing? And I want to give you some perspective that might be really useful to you in raising your children. Well, our number one goal as parents is to help our children adjust uh, in a healthy way and be resilient in the world when they finally kind of move out of our wingspan and, and, and manage our lives on their own. But how do we do that? Well, what we have to do, and I want I want all the parents to think about this is I want you to emulate what the real world looks like. And the real world looks like, well, there's rules, there are consequences, there's structure, there's reward for doing the right thing, there are consequences for doing the wrong thing. That's the way it works. And the best way to do it is to create a some structure and routine for them because us as human beings, we really feel mm-hmm. in control the moment there's routine and structure and somebody is flying the plane, so to speak. And I use the term the plane. I've used this before on the show. Yeah. Imagine you're sitting at the back of the plane and there's suddenly a little bit of turbulence and you're like, what's going on? And one, no captain comes up to give you some information about what's going on or well, how yeah. you're going to feel. Or even worse, imagine the captains, the parents, start bickering and fighting with each other. And um, how will you feel at the back of the plane? Well, you're going to be freaking out. The What you want is the captain to come along and go, here are the rules of the game. Mm. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how I'm going to manage it. Everything is going to be okay. Buckle up. We're going to land. We're going to be safe. And then you can sit at the back of the plane and feel safe. But to give you some structure, you want to create some rule sets, reward and consequences for your kids, rule sets, rewards consequences for your kids. Don't allow your kids to manage themselves using their own emotions because no child likes to eat broccoli and therefore all they'll do is just eat wow. chocolate for breakfast. I don't know, for sure. For sure. That's the way kids work. But what you want to create is rules, rewards, and consequences. And parents say to me, what rules should I be creating? Well, that's up to you. You mold your kids in the way that you feel is fit. And if you don't know, you lean yeah. on somebody that will guide you. So uh, my rules for my kids could be very different to your rules for your kids the only reason why you get naughty children mm-hmm. and this is important the only reason why you get naughty children is because you get incompetent parents the only reason why you get naughty children is because you get incompetent <laughs> yeah, totally. parents. the moment there's no structure rules routines consequences you're going to have your children manage themselves and as i said children manage themselves with emotions
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, so here's a practical example. So my, my, young, my oldest, he's five. Um, he gets obsessed with something, a, a toy, an Iron Man, a a bag, a paper bag of sweets. And it's like you cannot get him to focus on anything else. But this is his obsession. And I want to say to him, my boy, if you don't share, well, I do say to him, my boy, if you don't share, you're not going to have friends. Like, that's, that's, what does anyone thank <laughs> you? Is that too harsh? And I know, I understand that everyone's different. All the parenting books, you know, don't worry if your child doesn't meet its milestones, kids are all different. But there's got to be some kind of, like, guideline or general rules. that that, that For sure. But, Debbie, but so you know what, Debbie, the, that, the
2: thing is, Well, I'll tell you this, you know, and I want you to understand, kids are much worse than adults in this respect, but nobody learns with logic. We are not logical beings, we are emotional beings. So you you, you can tell a smoker, hear all the facts of why you should be uh, quitting and understand it. But because it's a habit, it's an addiction, they don't want to stop it and children Mm -hmm. if you explain to your child why sharing is caring they give zero you know what they just don't care they just don't care about the logic of it that children and if you take anything out of today remember children don't learn with logic and explanation children learn with experience so you can explain to a child while putting their hand on a hot plate is dangerous all you want Mm -hmm. but they will learn much quicker the moment they put their hand on a hot plate and obviously get burned now by the way i'm not saying go and teach them with something that hurts (laughs) them and you know go don't go go put their hand on a hot plate so they can learn but Mm -hmm. with the right structure and with the right consequence and reward for the right behavior you can actually mold their patterns
1: yeah this this, yeah
0: and i mean that that it makes it makes sense and i know like Emotion drives behavior. So, and it's always, you know, you read all these things about as a parent, check your emotions before you respond. Um, and, but it's tough, you know. You, you work, both of us are working, and you're frazzled at the end of the day, and you actually just want, like, it's really hard. And but you know um, what, Debbie, I want to tell you something. It's yeah. So, so don't don't you try know, to I, know I, it.
2: I, But but here's the thing, Debbie. You know, I, I hear this a lot from so many parents don't allow yourself to manage your children create a system that does it for you i'll say it again don't allow yourself to manage yeah. your children because then your emotions will guide you create a system that manages them yeah. for you that's the way big you know if, if kind of I compare it to big corporations or armies they create a system that manages Mm -hmm. the people so it's a system that rewards good behavior and punishes bad one and regulates behavior
1: you know what strikes me is is how many people are still stuck in that child mindset like they learn by feeling and by experience rather than by logic and and i think part of the problem with the whole world today is that Mm -hmm. there are so many people who've prioritized their feelings how they feel about something as opposed to thinking about it it's it's a this is a major problem everywhere where are the adults if everybody's yeah. running around worrying so, about their feelings.
2: Right. And the thing is, though, remember, your children, you know, we think feelings are – sometimes your feelings lie to you. Hmm. What you should fear, you shouldn't. Anger. What, you sh- what you should fear, you don't. And what you shouldn't <laughs> fear, you do. Sometimes your guilt is unreasonable. Sometimes your anxiety is unreasonable. Sometimes your anger is completely misplaced. So your feelings could lie to you. But Debbie, what I want to highlight, and I can be more specific – but I want you to create a system in your household that manages your children. Again, create some structure and rules and rewards and consequences for how you want your children to behave. So if you want your child, for example, to do more homework, well, that's possible. Even to an ADHD child, you can actually make them do more homework and sit down as long as you regulate that behavior with the correct reward and the correct consequences for not following through. Mm -hmm. Now, you know your child better than anyone else, and you can regulate and set specific goals that are realistic for them. Mm -hmm. But create a system. You know, we all need structure, whether, you know, we call it a star chart for children, and that's something that regulates children, but it's not just children. You know, you need structure when you're one day old, and you need structure when you're 101 years old. So again, if you get your child, if you want your child to behave in a particular way, create a system that rewards good behavior and creates a, uh, and punishes or punishes and in inverted commas, their consequences for bad behavior. Yeah. And when I see parents and they tell me my child isn't behaving, my child doesn't respond to the, to the, um, star chart. The answer is because your star chart sucks. Because your star <laughs> chart sucks. That's that's the only reason why children don't, don't follow the star charts. It's not because yeah. of your child. It's because your star chart, your star chart sucks and you've got to, recalibrate it
0: yeah. yeah and and i suppose it's all about making sure that the star chart is relevant to the child because Absolutely. i mean my, my sister and i we're very close family i've got two two nephews they our kids are three four five six and what works for her kids like she gets so frustrated with me because you know her kids are are very different obviously and she's like, "Don't let him get away with that." And I'm like, "It's not going to work if I shout at him or we'll scream at him. Exactly. He's just going to spiral." Um, exactly. So yeah, I, I, mm. I, it's not a matter about star chart off of Instagram or Pinterest. It's actually yeah, like yeah, 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 absolutely. Order. You custom
2: design it. Yeah. You know, Debbie, I've got I've got two kids. I've got a, a seven and nine year old, and you must see their star chart is so different. The rules. The rewards what my 9-year-old wants as a reward uh. is very different to what my 7-year-old wants as a reward. What my 9-year-old responds to in terms of a consequence mm. is very different to what my 7-year-old responds to as a consequence. What I expect from a 9-year-old is very different to what I expect from my 7-year-old. Yeah. They almost looked like uh, two different startups from two different families that come from two different universes. So you have to customize your startup for your child for sure. And yeah. if you don't know lean on somebody that will guide you.
1: There's an, interesting, About that hard work, eh? there's an interesting point being made here by Robin. She says, most parents let their children raise them these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh,
0: totally.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Because you allow your child to fly the plane. Listen, yeah. if nobody's flying the plane, the the most emotional one Someone will get see. into the cockpit mm. and fly it. Yeah. For sure. So, of course, your children are going to guide you. Your children will tell you where you must go for lunch and what the structure of the house needs to be and when they're going to do homework, and when they're going to go to bed. And there will be. There you'll be guided by them.
1: Yeah. Well, th- to that point, Michael. Yeah. Michael's rightly saying, mass compliance is the most ridiculous. R- to the most ridiculous requests as we've seen during COVID, is a symptom of emotional mm-hmm. immaturity. Emotionally immature individuals are easily controlled by a fear of death and obviously other such things. Tracy says finding your child's currency yeah. is key. That is an- another trick. Absolutely. Whether it's screen time. Absolutely. Or yeah. actual monetary rewards. It could be a yes day, yeah. etc
2: absolutely that's a great point and so of course i know. can't yes yes
0: another question yes. is then how because how then kids transition into the school system where you do have these blanket rules um how like so then how do you accommodate for that so they go to school where they do have to follow they are kind of all seen as as the same so how do you balance that
2: yeah. So look, I mean, that's the way the world works. The truth is your children are going to go into university and there'll be a blanket system mm. there. And then they're going to go into the working world and there'll be a blanket system there. That's OK. But you treat them as individuals when they do come home. But to Tracy's point, pick the currency that works for them, reward them with the carrot that's meaningful to them yeah. and create consequence with the with a stick. Excuse the term that is meaningful to them. That's the way you will regulate it.
1: All right, that's all we got yeah. time for, guys. I'm afraid uh, we're going to have to leave that, it there. That
0: different start-up is...
1: Yeah, exactly. Debbie, thank you very much for coming on and, um, and, and for sharing your story. And also, uh, Dr. Hanan, obviously, for your advice. I think this is all very, very helpful, especially to those parents who are trying to do the right thing, and it's very bloody hard. Uh, there isn't a, a universal guidebook that you can just apply, mm. and everything will work. For sure. All right, Debbie, nice for to sure. meet you. <laughs> Good to have you on. There's Debbie and uh, Dr. Hanan who will rejoin us next Monday for some more. It's going to be okay. You can also send us an email if you want to talk to Dr. Hanan and you can do that on contact at cliffcentral.com.
2: Cliffcentral.com.